What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Cool Colas, here again. And you are now tuning into a new episode of the Pro Black Blurred Kingdom Podcast. Today, I have a new episode for you, and it focuses specifically on something that I've been talking about for a while on Instagram. Now, a lot of the content that I've had or plan to have on my podcast is going to be obviously related to me talking about things that are going on in the comic world, the blurred world, the pro-black world, and a mixture of the two. Now, today I want to do a little bit of something different, something that I think will kind of get the message out there about the comics that I've been writing. Now, the thing is, I'm not an artist myself. And that's the big reason why I haven't really had an opportunity to put my comic brand out there. I'm not an artist. I need the finances for that, and that's something I'm still working on. And so I've been putting a lot of my focus in on my novels and stuff like that. But at the same time, I want to be able to give the people who I've been talking a lot of crap to about, you know, all the comic storylines I've been writing. I want to be able to give them something to see the type of way that I write my content and the way that I've been creating my comic characters. So what I've done is I've created essentially this online comic book presence or comic book universe. And I kind of did it on the fly so that, you know, people could kind of see, like I said, the things that I'm capable of as far as writing goes and as far as storylines go. But at the same time, I wanted to actually do something new so that I wasn't taking all the ammo that I've been working on for six, seven years or so and just giving it away for free when I know that I'm still working on trying to get the finances and the right people together to create this comic brand that I know one day is going to take off and has so many characters and so many unique storylines to offer that haven't really been seen before um, in any of the major comics that you see today. Today, I want to talk to you all about the comic character that is known as Allspice. I don't want to go into much detail about the Allspice character, mainly because the episode that I'm doing today is going to discuss what this story is about. But what I will say is that she is a super heroine. See, it's always weird when I say the word heroine because I always think of, you know, like heroine, like you shooting yourself in the arm. But um, she's a super heroine and she is from Kingston, Jamaica. And so a lot of Allspice's powers come from the fact that she actually has fire powers. Now, how she got them and how that ended up panning out or like or how how that works like what does she do what is her motive her personality that's stuff that you have to see as you listen to this first episode i just wanted to give you a quick preview of who i was talking about and i'll allow you to now listen to the narrated story via me via your boy cool Colos, and you'll get to see what happens in what we're calling right now the first season of Allspice. So, once again, welcome to the very first season of Allspice, and this is episode one. A flashback begins. 
it was around January the 2nd of 1997, and it was somewhere around 7.52 p.m. in downtown Kingston, Jamaica. And there was a really busy night taking place. A woman who had brown skin, she looked really stern, but she also had a certain beauty about her. She had these light brown eyes. She had a slender but still shaped figure. She was walking down the street in what looked like an area where there was a, a big flea market taking place and there were multiple vendors everywhere. So this woman was wearing a very colorful traditional dress and she had on yellow, she had on red, and she had on uh, green colors all throughout it. So it was a traditional Jamaican style type of dress. Now around her neck was a beaded necklace that had all of this, all of these assorted colors on it too. So she was very much into wearing these different types of colors when she'd go out. She was very fashionable. She was she was a very fashionable woman. She also had a pair of earrings on as well too. Gold earrings at that that she wore in her ears uh, to go with the rest of her outfit. So as this woman was walking, she was holding hands with two young girls who were styled similar to how she was styled because again, she was big on style, so she wanted them to look similar to how she looked. One of them was around five years old. She was brown skinned just like her mother, and she, but she had deep, dark brown eyes. And the other child was nine. She was lighter skinned, and she had light brown eyes just like her mother did. The brown skinned girl was looking around in curiosity while the lighter skinned girl had a smile on her face and seemed to be excited about the ambiance. So this five year old is just happy to just be out and about with tons of people and a lot of excitement, a lot of different things are being sold and things are going on. The nine year old is a little bit more curious. She's looking around and she's seeing what interests her, what doesn't interest her. So she's a little bit more observant. She's not necessarily enjoying the bliss, but it's almost as if she's looking for something very specific. There were thousands of people all, all around and numerous colored tents that were assorted as well too. Many of the vendors that were, were around were all over um, the market and they were selling different things such as Jamaican style clothing items and dresses, blouses, and there were some vendors who were selling accessories such as handmade beaded bracelets and other things that one would wear in addition to the stuff that they would dress up in. And then there were other vendors there as well too who were selling instruments that one could play. This woman who these two little girls were holding hands with and walking down the street with, decided to stop at a red colored tent that a man had. And he was standing there with an assortment of fruit. So she was speaking to the man and she started pointing to some of the fruits that she wanted. And inadvertently, while kind of being in the zone and figuring out what she wanted, she let go of both of the little girl's hands. Now, the brown skinned girl stood by her side although the this woman let go of that girl's hand the light-skinned girl or the lighter-skinned girl who was very curious she began to stare off and look at everything that was going on in the market and that turned into her actually wandering 
Now, one of the tents that she was nearby, it was kind of like a green color and had a large assortment of bracelets and things like that. And so this little girl couldn't help but notice that there was a very shiny gold bracelet that stood out from the rest of the bracelets that were in that array that this individual who had this tent had. Now, again, at this point, this woman who was originally holding on to these two girls is still picking out her fruit or doing whatever she's doing. And the lighter skinned girl is the little girl is now looking at these bracelets that are at a totally different tent. So she's unaware that this girl is not even by her side anymore. So she noticed that the vendor had turned around and bent down for a second to situate something that was at his tent. The little girl did that is. And that way he wasn't really looking at what she was doing or what was going on at this point. And this little girl was tall enough to at least be seen while she was by the tent. So when she saw this bracelet that stood out to her, this gold bracelet, she walked over to it and then calmly reached her hand out and grabbed it. She thought it was shiny and she said, you know what? I'm going to put this on my wrist and not a soul noticed what she did. She then walked away. She went back over to where this woman was at and somehow no one noticed that she had this bracelet on her wrist the entire time. They all walked away. They all left where the tent was that the woman was originally at when she was getting her fruit. So, at this point, it was very clear that there was so much busyness that was going on and commotion and everything taking place that it would be hard for anybody to really spot a little girl taking a bracelet. And because of that, she was able to get away with it. She walked away with this woman. And by the way, this woman who she was with happened to be her mother. And the other person who the mother was holding the hand of happened to be her sister. So this again was the mother and her two daughters. And the lighter skinned daughter was the one who walked away with the bracelet. The next day, around 10.25 a.m., there was a muscular, dark-skinned, black Jamaican man who had long locks. He had a full black beard and was doing some work on the roof of the house that they were living in, they being the mother and the two daughters. So this man, he was creating a lot of loud banging noises because of the fact that he was doing some work on the roof. He had his shirt off and he had on some jeans because it was still kind of warm outside, even though it was, uh, you know, in the middle of like fall winter, you know, because this was taken or really winter, actually, because if this is taking place in January, then it's winter. So. Excuse me. <clears throat> so this Jamaican man was doing work on the roof. He had a shirt off, had on some jeans. The little girl who had t- had taken the uh, the bracelet from the previous night was sitting in her bedroom and she was staring at this bracelet since she was by herself. So her sister happened to be downstairs at this point with the mother. And 
This little girl was pulling out this bracelet and she looked at it in all of its glory. She stared for so long and all of a sudden it just began to pulsate and it repeatedly glowed. Now she wasn't sure what to think about that because her thing is, well, this is just a regular gold bracelet. So why now is it shining gold and pulsating as if it's like a cell phone that's vibrating? And again, this was like 1997. So they probably weren't thinking too much about, you know, little girls having cell phones or anything like that. But I'm giving you all the visuals so you can kind of see what was going on. So she wasn't sure what to think or what to say when she saw it, but she was amazed. All of a sudden, the woman called her from her room, the woman being her mother. The mother's name, by the way, was Angelia Green. Angelia Green yelled from downstairs while she was in the kitchen. Kalisha, Kalisha, come get your breakfast, girl. Kalisha quickly took the bracelet. Kalisha is the little girl who took the bracelet, by the way. She took the bracelet and hid it underneath her pillow for the time being and then went downstairs. She didn't want anybody to know that she had this bracelet still because, again, nobody was there to visibly see that she took it. When she got downstairs, she sat at the table and her mother was still finishing up what she was doing while she was cooking. And the little sister was sitting there at the table just waiting for breakfast to get finished up. At this point, the mother, she was fixing ackee and saltfish and was almost prepared. And the two of them sat at what looked like the wooden table that was in the middle of their dining room with the plates waiting to be filled. At this point, Angelia spoke again. Kalisha, go and get your father for me, will you? Tell him that Khadijah and I are ready. Khadijah is the little sister. Just so you guys know, that, that's not me narrating that. Kalisha got up and was about to walk outside to get her father. Strangely enough, however, Kalisha could tell that nobody, or at least someone, was no longer working on the roof because she originally heard these sounds just as everybody else did, but they just stopped. When she walked outside even further, she saw her father, which was the Jamaican man who was originally on the roof, standing on the ground. And he was surrounded by what looked like several Jamaican men. Most of them had their shirts off and they had teal colored bandanas around their necks and had on different types of pants as well, too. One of the men who had locks, just like the father did. And numerous tattoos now all over his body. He pulled out a knife and he began to walk closer and closer towards her father. When Kalisha came out, she was actually spotted by one of the other men as all of this was taking place. And eventually, the father who was being approached by one of these Jamaican men with a blade saw that Kalisha was out there. And he turned around and he yelled and he said, Kalisha, run. The man's name was Shamar Green. He looked very frightened, but he also looked like he was aware of why he was being approached. 
But knowing that Kalisha was outside and trying to have a conversation with him, he wanted her to run as fast as possible. All of a sudden, Shamar was stabbed by one of these individuals who happened to be a gang member. And the others all jumped in as well. Shamar fell to the ground after being stabbed. He bled out, meaning he bled to death. Kalisha ran away from this group of men and ran back into the house. And she became frantic and began to yell herself, Mommy, some men are outside hurting dead. Angelia seemed to know what was happening and she quickly went and locked her door. Angelia then spoke to Kalisha and Khadija at this point. We need to go upstairs right now. All of a sudden, within just a few seconds, the gang members tried to break open the door. And despite the fact that it was locked, they were able to barge in and break it down. They quickly grabbed a hold of Angelia and they began to assault her. As she was being grabbed and hurt, Angelia said to her daughters, run, get out of here. So Khadijah and Kalisha at this point quickly ran upstairs and they locked the door to hide from these gangsters who had barged into the house. When the two of them got upstairs, Kalisha looked around to see what she could find to help keep the door locked. But then she got distracted by the still glowing bracelet that kept illuminating under her pillow. Kalisha quickly ran over to it. And at this point, Khadijah was able to actually spot that this bracelet was not only there, but glowing and pulsating. Khadijah finally responded and said, what is that? Kalisha didn't say a word, but put it on because she was drawn to it for some reason inexplicably. All of a sudden, there was a loud constant bang on the door, and eventually it was busted down by the group of gangsters that were a part of this group that was known as the Hurricane. So the Hurricane was the name of their gang. Both the girls cringed as the group of men menacingly edged towards the little girls with one of them having a knife in their hands. The bracelet on Kalisha's wrist glowed brightly as she screamed for them to get away. All of a sudden, her eyes turned gold and a ring of gold-colored fire appeared around her and her sister as if to protect the two of them. Khadijah looked at Kalisha with fear, heavy fear in her eyes at that. And as she was seeing what was happening, she couldn't believe it. She looked around and she saw that there was a large gold ring of fire that was surrounding the two of them. At some point, the leader of the hurricane backed up a bit, as did the other members, because they were unsure of what was actually happening. All of a sudden, Kalisha screamed and a ring of fire or the ring of fire that was around them dispersed, making contact with a few of the members of the gang and knocking them backwards. Some of the flames, however, caught contact with different parts of the room and made it catch fire. The gangsters ran. But as the fire started spreading, Kalisha screamed loudly again. At some point, she screamed to the point where the fire actually 
went out. Completely went out, as if she was able to actually control it. Unfortunately, though, the fire did do some damage to the home. And although the flames were put out, some of the property that was in the room was actually damaged. Eventually, Kalisha's eyes turned back to normal, but Khadijah was trembling as she watched her sister go through this strange transformation that she did not expect to see. Slowly, however, after Kalisha's eyes turned back to normal, she passed out after the confrontation. Khadijah quickly ran over to her sister and tried to get her up, but she wasn't budging. It was obvious now at this point that Kalisha was unconscious, and Khadijah was the only individual at this point who was conscious. Their room was partially destroyed, including Khadijah's bed and even some of her dolls. Her side of the room was the only one that seemed to be damaged. Their father, Shamar, lay lifeless on the ground, bled out, and deceased. Their mother laid on the ground unconscious, and she had no clothing on, as if she had been violated. She was alive, but it was clear that she was barely alive. The flashback then ends. Flashing forward, on August 15th of 2010, Kalisha was walking down the streets of Kingston, Jamaica. At this point, she was a fully grown woman and very fashionable. She was walking down the street with her hair nicely braided and wrapped, and she had on a pair of large gold hoop earrings and a tight-fitting red, yellow, and green dress. It perfectly hugged her curvaceous figure. She had on heels, and her nails were nicely done as well, too. On one of her wrists was that exact same bracelet that she had on many years before that she stole from that boutique when she was with her mother and when she was with her sister. As she was walking down the street, many people spoke to her. One woman saw her walking and was outside hanging her clothes out. She said, Kalisha, so good to see you this morning, girl. Y'all impressed, and I hope I'm not saying this incorrectly because I'm trying to say it with a Jamaican accent. You look good enough. Kalisha then said to her, you know, I had to spice it up a bit. Another woman asked her how her mother was doing and Kalisha told her she was hanging in there. The same woman told her to come by later on and she would give her some curry goat ready for her to take home and for her to enjoy. Kalisha agreed to do so, but also continued to keep walking. All of a sudden, as she was walking, she heard her phone go off. She actually had an iPhone at this point, and it was in her purse. She got a notification on her phone, and it was about the news and current events that were going on in Kingston, Jamaica. When she clicked on the notification, it led her to a video of a newscaster talking about some of the things that were taking place in, in Kingston. The newscaster talked about how the Hurricane Gang was once again thwarted by the efforts of a superheroine in Kingston that was known as Allspice. 
The newscaster described her as a Jamaican power woman and said she has been a godsend, keeping Jamaica safe, specifically Kingston. Even a lady who was on the news spoke about how a group of men tried to grab her little girls that were in sight and how Allspice was there to stop them. It was obvious that this news broadcast was a praise of the efforts that Allspice had and the impact that she had on the city. She talked about how Kingston would never be safe as long as Allspice wasn't around because Allspice was the hero that they never expected to actually get. The woman that was showed in the in the video who happened to be Allspice looked a lot like Kalisha, except she was sporting a green outfit that had a Jamaican flag print on the skirt skirt portion of it. So she actually had on an actual costume. The outfit also allowed her to sport these black leggings that also attached to the feet. So it was almost as if it was like a one piece pant leg type of thing. The outfit also had a lot of pizzazz. And around her eyes, she actually wore a green mask so no one could see what her face looked like. As Kalisha was finished watching this video, she seemed to have a look of stress upon her face as if this was somewhat of a burden for her. She closed the video and the notification and then kept walking. All of a sudden, when she made it back to her house, she saw her bracelet flash multiple times, which she had not seen it do ever since she was a little girl, nine years old at that. She was able to actually activate its powers on a regular basis at this point. But what she had not seen in years was the fact that it flashed multiple times and pulsated the same way that it did when she was a nine-year-old girl. When she got to her apartment, she walked in and she took off her bracelet. Her entire apartment was filled with clothing pieces everywhere and a sewing machine, and it was rather stylish. On the sewing machine, or by the sewing machine that is, was an outfit that she had been trying to create. And it was obvious that she was heavily into making her own clothing. She was obviously highly into fabrics. And it showed because again, there were a lot of clothes all over her apartment and designs that she created herself. She sat at the seat where the sewing machine was at and the piece of clothing that she was working on was at as well too. And she tried to work on it. The problem was, however, is that the bracelet kept pulsating, but she tried to ignore it. She tried to ignore its pulsating. She tried to ignore the fact that it was flashing over and over again because nothing was happening other than that. She tried sewing for a while, but the flashing and the pulsating just did not stop. As much as she tried to ignore it at some point, she actually ended up even having a flashback. And in this flashback, it was almost as if she was having a she was having visions that were combined with things that also occurred in her past. In one of the visions, she saw a large city. And then it quickly transitioned to a vision of a woman who was singing. It was a black woman who was singing very well 
almost professionally as if she was in an opera. The next vision that she had was a vision of a hooded figure, a person whose face she couldn't really make out, but they were about to unmask themselves. And this person happened to be inside what looked like a chapel, but it wasn't exactly certain what the sex of this individual was. And it wasn't exactly certain anything else that may have been occurring with that individual. She then saw images of when she took the bracelet when she was a little girl. She saw an image of what happened to her as a little girl as well too, and everything encompassing. She saw images of her father dying. She saw images of her mother unconscious. She got startled coming out of those visions and she knocked the sewing machine over. She called out to the bracelet at some point as if it was an actual person and even said, are you alive? What, why are you pulsating? Why are you flashing? What is going on? Somehow, it's as if the bracelet understood her. It stopped glowing and it sat there on her nightstand because she took it off. She looked at it again and then saw that there was no action coming from it anymore at this point. And at some point, she said to herself, I need to take a shower. There's too much going on. So Kalisha gets undressed and she gets ready to get into the shower. Well, to go into the bathroom and get into the shower. And the bracelet just laid there. But right before she was about to leave, she heard a loud masculine voice that projected. And it seemed to be projecting from the, bra the bracelet itself. And the voice said, Kalisha. Kalisha, I am requesting your assistance. Kalisha jumped and ran into an ironing board that she had up that had a pile of fashionable dresses on it. She got startled and she said, what? Who, who are you? The bracelet then said to her, I am the presence. Kalisha looked at the, bra the bracelet with a lot of curiosity and said, the presence to be continued. All right, y'all. So that was the first episode of All Spice. The story is going to continue to take place, leaving off at this point. You'll get to see a little bit more about what happened with Kalisha, what's going to happen going forward. And what is this whole presence ordeal about? I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. There'll be a lot more to come. And I hope that you stay tuned for when I continue to make more comic episodes of other comic series that I've been creating for my online comic brand that I'm calling the C3. Again, I hope you enjoy this episode and there'll be a lot more to come. I appreciate you for listening to what I had to say today. I appreciate you for listening to this episode and stay tuned. Peace.